Hello, my friend. Welcome. My name is Joe, and this is The Joe Martino Show. Today is an episode of questions. I have two questions, maybe three. Someone still doesn't believe that I like sports. They think that I don't like them. I want to explain that one more time, but don't worry. That is like two minutes and 20 seconds of today's show. And then what happens if your vacation isn't relaxing or restful because of your brother, your father, and your brother's kids? A friend from Maryland writes in and says that's his situation and he wants to know what him and his wife should do. Adam and Kate, I have an answer. I don't even know Adam and Kate. And then if we get to a third question, what if your mom and your friends don't think what you're doing is meaningful? All right, let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, let's just kick this off. I have two questions that I want to deal with today. I do have a little something going on with my throat, so I don't know how my voice is going to sound in this podcast, uh, in this episode, but it is what it is. Uh, The first question is regarding sports. Um, Somebody wrote in, Joe, you mentioned that you weren't a very good athlete. Is that why you hate sports? Question mark. I want to clarify this. I feel like I've spent a lot of time on this. Uh, I don't hate sports. I like sports. I I watched the football game last night till it was time to go to sleep. I like high school sports this past week. Uh, Tragically, a young man passed away in in our community at football practice, a non-contact drill. Uh, Sounds like something was wrong with his heart. And I watched the sports community rally around that family, uh, rally around that school. And I think those things are great. I think there's a lot of positives that we can look at uh, from that. I do hate that we worship at the altar of sports as a society, that we organize our families' lives around sports, that we... uh, that we, we have, we, we've stopped using it as the tool that it is to help our children become better adults. That's my opinion. That doesn't mean that I can't find communities, teams, organizations, or coaches where those things are happening because I can. I can find those, air, those things in different pockets. But when I look at the whole number, I am concerned about the price we're paying and we're not talking about it. So uh, whoever this was didn't sign his email. Um, whoever you are, I want you to know I don't hate sports. I like sports. Uh, I've said that before. I'll keep saying it. I just think we have to be cognizant of the price we pay like we do for anything. I was talking to someone who has, they have three children and they're younger than mine. I think their oldest is just a little bit um, older than my, I think their oldest and their middle child sandwich my youngest. In fact, my daughters have babysat for them. And they actually asked me, they were like, okay, so what do you do? And they were talking about how they both played sports, but it was easier to play sports then. And I don't mean easier, like the actual work was easy, but like it, it was designed more to be more family friendly. There was an expectation that the sports would work around the family. And I am concerned that that has changed, that there's now an expectation that the family will work around the sport. And, and I don't think that's working. I think, by and large, that's creating more problems than payoffs. 
So those are my thoughts. Uh, hopefully that helps. All right, so that's question number one. Question number two, actually from uh, someone who heard my ep- my podcast episode, you don't have to like everyone, and what happens when you don't like your family? All right, Andy from Delaware writes in, and re- I guess writes because you can't say says because he, he wrote it. Dear Joe, I liked your episode about you don't have to get along with everyone, and I also liked your episode on what happens if I don't like my family. Here's my question. I like my family, but I don't like how my sister and her brother discipline their children. My wife and I get two weeks of vacation a year. We spend one week with her family and one week with my family. Uh, We rent a cottage in the Outer Banks. That sounds awesome. Uh, I've never been to the Outer Banks, and I like to go. Uh, So if you guys want me to come and go like like Super Nanny, uh, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Okay, Outer Banks. Uh, so anyhow, my sister, he didn't write to say anyhow. I did that because I got a little ADHD there for a moment. Um, my sister and her husband have three children, all under the age of six. And every night there is hours. I'm not exaggerating. Hours. And you put big exclamation points. Of screaming uh, and them trying to get the child to go to sleep. Child. I think he meant children to go to sleep. Maybe child. I don't know. Uh, it actually... My wife and I leave with our children and we're more on edge than when we got there. With only having two weeks of vacation, we're thinking about not going next year. Uh, My brother and his wife especially are very defensive regarding any conversation about parenting. My dad is not helpful. He actually says to my sister-in-law that you should talk to Kate. That's my wife about what they do. I can see how that wouldn't be helpful. We're really stuck because we want to spend vacation time with our families, but we also want to come back relaxed. We're thinking that we might take a hiatus until we get three weeks off a year. What are your thoughts? Okay, so, uh, wow, there's a lot there. And yeah, that sounds like a very difficult situation. You have a situation where you want to be able to spend time with your family. You want to be able to spend time, uh, your vacation time with your family. You also want to come back feeling revived and rejuvenated and feeling like you're ready to take on, you know, the the dif- the different things that come up when you come back from vacation, and it doesn't sound like Andy and Kate are able to do that. Andy from Delaware, we're at in Delaware. My wife and I used to live on the Delmarva Peninsula, down in Maryland. Would love to for you to write back in and tell me where. Uh, but I digress. So I guess here's the situation. If I want to just summarize it. You're going on vacation, your brother and his wife are uh, parenting their children differently, it sounds like, facing different challenges. You didn't mention how close in age your kids are. Um, Based on your dad's comments, I'm going to assume that they're close, but your kids are probably a little bit ahead. Uh, Andy, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to talk to your dad, and he's got to stop the comments because he's not helping. He's making it worse. And you're going to have, because he's your dad, you're going to have to be the one that, that talks to him. Don't go to your mom and have your mom do it. You do it. You're a grown up. Go talk to your dad like a grown up. And you do it. Just talk to him and be like, look, dad, I appreciate your concerns. I'm going to guess that if he's to the place where he's making comments, uh, everyone has had conversations about how they don't appreciate your brother and his wife and what's going on, or they, they appreciate what's going, they appreciate your brother and his wife, but they don't appreciate what's going on um, at nighttime. 
Uh, you didn't mention your mom. I don't know if she's making comments. If she is, you start there. Like, hey, we're not, um, uh, we're not here to, uh, you know, to, to, to facilitate those comments. You, you might even say they're not helping. They're making it worse. You didn't say what your brother's name is. So I'm going to call him Aaron. Just assume your parents went with the A sound. You know, you're not helping Aaron and his wife, uh, Kelly. You're not helping the children. You're not helping the time be better. And to be honest, it's passive aggressive. Now, if your dad said it once, like, hey, have you considered in the context of a conversation with Aaron, your brother's made up name, if he said, have you considered talking to uh, Andy or, or Kate, then, then that fits. But if it's just out of the con- out of context of a conversation and it's in the middle of you know a meltdown by their kids, he's just being passive aggressive. You don't need to necessarily point that out. You could. I, I would encourage you to do that. I think that would be adult to adult behavior. Uh, but I do think at the very least, that's where your conversation starts of, Hey, look, this isn't helpful. I would say, Hey, look, you know, you can say whatever you want, whatever words you want, but there needs to be a level of what you're doing. What you're saying here is not helpful. And to be honest, that's the easier of the two tasks that I have for you. The next task is you and your wife are going to have to decide what are you doing with your vacation time? And this is going to be the most difficult of conversations because the way I see it, you can keep doing what you're doing, which doesn't sound like a viable option. You can uh, continue to show up. You could you could modify it maybe. You can either continue to do what you're doing, you can stop doing it, or you can modify it. So let's talk about continuing to do it. You could do that in the hopes that eventually the behavior gets better, the kids get older, sleep, you know, bedtime routine gets better, your your sister-in-law gets a little bit less defensive, I don't know if your brother is, but all of those things. You could hope that magic exists and that a dragon will fly by the cottage in the Outer Banks of North Carolina and things will get better. You could also modify it or you could stop. I'm going to go to stop first because I actually really want you to consider this. You could stop spending all of your vacation time with extended family. I'm not saying you should stop spending any vacation time, but you could stop spending all of it with them. You could just be like, hey, we're not coming to North Carolina this year. Now, I guess I'm assuming that you see them around Christmas and Thanksgiving. I kind of got that vibe from your email. Uh, There was more that you wrote that I didn't quote because you asked me not to. But, but that part of the email did give me a vibe. I do have to, to reference it for a second. That, that you see them relatively regularly. And so you don't have to spend your vacation time with them. And I know that for some people, they're like, well, no, duh, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Other people are like, what do you mean I don't have to do that? we got to make memories for our kids. And we have all these expectations. And there's all this stuff that we have to do. And, and my, my, my mom, my dad, they expect to see my kids. And my kids expect to see my mom and dad. And I want them to grow up having these great memories with their cousins. Okay, well, let me ask this question. How's that working out? Do they do they have those great memories? Or is it mixed bag? Do they have those great memories with, holy cow, sleeping is awful. And I'm again, I want to go over all three options, but I do want you to consider this one. You could stop going. Only a fool grabs a hot stove once they know it's hot. Or if there is a compelling compelling would be defined like life-threatening reason 
to grab the hot stove. So what would be your reasoning for going back? And is it something that, that you're actually accomplishing? Are you not accomplishing it? Is it guilt and manipulation that you're doing it? Have you, and I don't know that this is true, Andy, so please don't be offended, but have you not developed the muscle where you can say to your parents, hey, Kate and I are going to make some of our own memories. We're going to shape some of our own uh, memories of our children that are just our family and being able to tell your mom and dad no in a healthy way. Uh, you did mention that you spend one week with your family and one week with Kate's family. Uh, obviously, if you stop going to see your family that's and you keep going to see Kate's, you're going to have to have really thought this through, really worked it out. Um, I sincerely doubt that you're going to choose this option uh, unless it gets really bad. And, and I get that. So let's talk about modifying it. You don't have to go the whole week. You don't have to stay in the same cottage. Uh, I don't know what your financial situation is like. That might be part of it. But maybe you go and you spend half the week in the cottage and half the week at a local hotel or you do a VRBO or VBRO, whatever it is, uh, Airbnb, whatever those things are. You, you know, maybe you do one of those things. Maybe you embrace it that way. But how could you modify the trip so that you're not banging your head in the wall? Can you sleep somewhere else? If the rest of the day is fine, and I don't know if it is or it isn't, but if the rest of the day is fine, can you modify the trip so that you're not there for the chaos that it sounds like sleep time is? Can you navigate through the discomfort of drawing boundaries with your family? And, and I don't know you, but I mean, let's just, let's just lay this out as bluntly as we can. You're at a place where you feel like you don't know what to do. Uh, in my experience, that's usually not accurate. People know what to do. They're afraid to pay the price of doing what they know they should do, which is you got to do something different. So, so I would explore that. I mean, I'm a writer. I, when I say I'm a writer, I mean like I write things down when I'm thinking through them. I doodle, I draw, I mind map. But I, I would compile a list of all the different things that I, all, all my different options that would be in front of me. What could you do? So you could, you could not go at all. I, I would still really explore that. Uh, if you get two weeks of vacation a year, what if you went to one year you spent it with, with Kate's family, one year you spent it with your family, and both times you stayed off site? Uh, are the other holidays this rough? When, when you spend time with them, at other holidays, is this the only time that you can see your brother and his wife and their children? Do you have a good enough relation with relationship with your brother that you could sit down with him and chat with him and be like, hey, let, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Everybody knows their stress over nighttime routines. Everybody knows their stress. Uh, we feel like you, and I forget what name I made up for his wife, Kelly, uh, are, are, are feeling the distress of the stress. And we, we love you guys. And, and we want to chat with you about that and, and find out ways that maybe we can help you. If they're resistant to that, then you're going to have to come up with something else because what about your wife? 
doesn't she kind of like is it what is her level of I, I you know doesn't she get some like hey you need a you need a break too this is her vacation as well three questions that I would wrestle through in this what do we want in this endeavor why are we doing this what are we hoping is the payoff that's all one question what do we want out of this endeavor what are we willing to pay? Like, maybe you're like, you know what? My parents aren't going to be around forever. My mom's sick. We're going to see her every vacation. And we're willing to pay the lack of sleep and the feeling more agitated. We're going to have to come up with different ways to dispel that agitation. And maybe th- that's the route you go. Uh, is the plan to go on only family vacations for the rest of your life? Or you, and if so, okay, but what are you trying to get out of that? Like, what is it that you're hoping to do? What's the win? What would have to happen for this to be considered a win? That's all one question. What do we want? What's the win? What are we willing to pay is then once we know the win, what am I willing to pay to get that? What's the price? What am I willing to go through? What amount of agitation? What, what amount of lack of sleep? What amount of uncomfortable conversations? What am I willing to embrace painfully so in order to have uh, this outcome and then what am I willing to risk because everything we do in life is a risk the thing that we're hoping to get we might not get and so there are things that you risk that, that maybe the bill doesn't come due but maybe it does and you have to talk about that so I'd have that conversation with my wife and then if we're like you know what we're doing this because we really think it's important that our kids have vacations with their cousins okay great then, then how are you going to modify it or are you not going to modify it? And if you decide not to modify it, then that's kind of the end, end conversation until you revisit it next year. So what are you going to do to have a healthy conversation about it? That would be the question that I would have for you. What are you going to do that will help you to, to have a better experience? And again, you could stay off site. Like maybe, I don't know if you're getting, it sounds like you're getting a beach home in the Outer Banks. If you're getting a beach home in the Outer Banks, get one like next door to it. Like maybe you could be, you know, hey, brother and his wife and kids are over there with mom and dad and we're over here. Or maybe you take Sunday to Tuesday for you and your family. And then Wednesday to Saturday or Sunday, you go hang out with the fam and and you endure a few days of screaming and hollering. That's going to be the hardest part is coming up with how do we have a a compromise and then how do we have the conversation with all of the people that we need to have it with? Like, hey, we love you. We do. We love you very much, but there's only so much vacation time and we have to shape this time a little bit for what's best for our family. And that can be very hard. Um, That can be very difficult. One of the things that my wife and I, we had to go through this. We had a conversation years ago about like, hey, here are some things that we're going to do that's a little bit outside of what the other family members do because it allows us to shape our family's memories and and, and futures in a way that we feel is best for our family. So I hope that is helpful to you. I hope that anyone else listening who might be struggling with a similar situation that is hopeful for uh, if, if I didn't answer your question, feel free to write me back and, and explain where I didn't, and I will try to answer that. I do feel like we have time for one more. Uh, here is a third question. 
I started out, I want to point out, I started out that I was only going to answer two, but you're getting a bonus question today. That's 33% more. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I think that's how it works, right? If you start out with two and I add one, actually, that's 50% more, right? Because it's half of the original two. Okay, Emily writes in and says, Dear Joe, I am a stay-at-home mom. That's it, exclamation point. Nothing else, exclamation point. I don't have a side business, side hustle, side gig, exclamation point. I don't do much in my community except go to church and work on a few committees there. I don't have a lot of friends, exclamation point. My mom, no exclamation point. And two friends keep telling me that I need to do something meaningful with my life. Well, exclamation point. What if I think being a wife and mom is meaningful? Question mark, exclamation point. Do I have to do something, quote, big, end quote, with my life, Emily? I, I, I mean, Emily, I guess I would say that if you're a wife and mom, you are doing something big with your life because raising humans is no small task. Like being a wife, no small task there. And if, if, if that is what you find meaningful, then I think you are doing something meaningful with your life. Uh, for millennia, certainly people have lived, you know, making a living, raising their families, dying and passing on into memory. And something did live beyond them, and that would be their children. There are people that never have children. And they make their life, they live their life, they die, they pass on into memory. And, and to the people that they interacted with and affected, their life was meaningful and we might look back and say, well, they were just normal. Well, I think normal is okay because normal is normal for a reason. So I think if you find meaning in what you're doing, you know, I'd want to probably hear from your mom and your two friends, which I thought was interesting. You said you don't have, uh, you wrote that you don't have many friends, but yet two friends. So at least three people that you know, right? You did say two friends. Yeah, you did. At least three people that you know are somewhat concerned for you regarding what's going on. So I'd want to know, like, are they concerned for you because the three of them talk and they kind of feed each other's concern? Uh, are they concerned for you because there's actually a reason to be concerned and there's something going on? Or do they just want more for you because they wanted more for their life? Or, or whatever, there's a million reasons. But I'd ask them, okay, what, from where is this concern coming from? What is it that's fueling your concern for me? Start with your mom. Or actually, you know what? Start with your friends. That's probably a bit of an easier conversation. What is it that's fueling your concern about me not doing anything, quote, and I'm putting air quotes up here, but of course it's a podcast, so you can't see my fingers, doing something more meaningful, air quotes. What would that look like to them? And, and then, you know, if they tell you, you know, well, blah, 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 we always thought you'd be a career woman, you know, one of the things I tell people is, is this set of years, whatever this set of years is, it's not your whole story, especially it sounds like you have young kids. There's a lot of life yet to go in front of you. Uh, you know, going back to the, the, the second question uh, where, where the guy wrote in from, from Delaware, um, his, his family, his brother and his family, sounds like they're in what I consider to be the hardest stages of raising kids. Because they're so dependent on you. There's so many different things going on. And, you know, like in my own life, my wife chose to stay home when our, our children were younger. Our, our daughters were younger. We had a strong belief system that it was best for her to stay home until they were school age. And now I call her the wizard. She's probably one of the best therapists in um, our community. 
Uh, I think she's probably one of the best therapists, period. But people probably would discount that because, well, you're her husband. But really, seriously, I call her the wizard. But she's in a different stage of life now. She's doing something that she finds incredibly meaningful, incredibly powerful. And I think if you told, if you asked her, I'm, I'm going to speak for her, that when she was home with the kids, those were some of the hardest days and years of her life because a lot of the work you do goes for naught. It's not seen. And yet she also found that time very meaningful and very uh, important. If you're not doing all those things that you listed with exclamation points because you're afraid to engage people, then your mom and your friends are on to something and you have to consider that. If you're, if you're avoiding people and you're trying to avoid the pain of life by avoiding life, then you're in trouble and you're on a path that will not be fulfilling in any way and will actually probably cause you a lot of distress. And you're going to need to embrace that reality and then wrestle through it with other people. Uh, ho hopefully that's helpful. Emily, I'd encourage you have some conversations with your mom and your friends. And if you're doing, if you find what you're doing to be meaningful and you like it and you love it and it fits for you and your family, uh, I would say, keep doing it. Raise your children, raise your home, be a stay at home mom. I don't think anyone ever has to say, I'm a stay at home mom. That's it. Because being a stay at home mom is hard work. And if you decide that you want to go get a career, I don't think you have to apologize for that either. I do think you have to, whatever you choose, you and your husband, you have to decide how does that fit into your family's values, which of course means you have to know what your family's values are. Hopefully that was helpful. You got three questions today for the price of two. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. But before we go, if you like this episode, please share it on social media. Give us a like and whatever your podcast player is. If you have a question for the show, write in. Let me know. You can reach me at joemartino.com. Uh, click on the contact button and just fill it out. I'll get the email. Uh, also, on my page, joemartino.com, there is a video up. Uh, it is a speaker reel of me speaking at different places over the years. Uh, if you wanted to take a gander at that, if, you, if you've not met me and you wonder what my ugly mug looks like, that will help you. And then if you like that, you could share that as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.